Dr. Steve Rasmussen is going to come and bring us a word of encouragement as we lead into the table this morning. Uh, this is Pentecost Sunday, and uh, so he's bringing a word as we continue our study in Ephesians from Ephesians 3, 14 to 21, and uh, Paul's great prayer there. So if you've got a Bible, if you want to translate to somebody around you, even if they can't understand all of what Dr. Steve might be sharing, they can understand Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. Read that and begin to soak in that as we prepare our hearts for the table this morning. Let's welcome Dr. Steve Rasmussen. All right. Good morning. morning. What a great morning. Is it good to be in the house of God at Bethel? You know, wow, there's so many things in this service that are amazing to me. I was here when we moved into this house from Eagleheart, and we were excited to be a part of this. Um, and I'm excited to be here when we pay it off. And I was here when Carol Warner said, guests are coming. Guess what? Guests are here. But they're not strangers anymore. They're friends. They're family. And look at this family that's bursting out the doors of our house. Now, at least we got paid off before uh, we have to start breaking out more walls. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> it's great to be here. Great to see the licensing of my nephew, who I've known not quite as long as I've been at Bethel, but, you know, getting there. Um, and uh, great to be with everybody. You know, it's great to be home. Um, there is, I like Kenya. I love Kenya. We have a beautiful place, beautiful weather, by the way, if you want to come visit in the winter sometime. Um, and uh, it's great to be there, but you know what? There's nothing quite like home. And this family has been my home. It's nothing quite like being with my family. I've been sleeping eight hours a, a night since I've been home. Jet lag hasn't been a problem. I'm sleeping like five hours a night there. But my family stand up. Just, just be nice to me. Um, some of you haven't seen the twins. I like being with my family. I like being with my wife. I like being together. You know, and, and at AIU, we have these issues, some of them going on, and I'm trying to figure out what I should do. And like, you know, as a non-African, how much can I help? And then, you know, you got the issue. Those of you who uh, know the immigration story, I got, every time you come in, you got to put your hands there and there and there and there, and they take you all your fingerprints. And then... Every two years, you have to go down and get ink all over your fingers, find a place to park downtown, and get yourself one of these uh, alien cards, alien certificates. Now, this is the new one. The old one, though, kindly had aliens stamped across your face. Um, <laughs> so some of you may know the feeling of being an alien. But it's good to be home. But you know what? The beauty is that we are not aliens anymore. We are citizens, fellow citizens in the kingdom of God. We are part of the people of God. We are family. And you know what? By the way, those of you who just came since, well, not just came, but I've been gone a year and a half. Um, those of you who came in the meantime, I'm glad you're here too. Because I love my family that's not so white and Scandinavian as it was when we moved into this house. I like the color because I've become kind of that kind of multicultural colored kind of person myself. Um, inside. You know, I'm still kind of white on the outside. But um, <clears throat> anyway, it's great to be home with family from all over the world. And it's great to be part of the family. And we've been going through Ephesians, and what a fantastic book. 
and, you know, the grace of God that has saved us, the death of Christ that has reconciled us. The truth is, we know that our world is divided, hostile, empty, right? That's what Paul is speaking into here. You know, my great-grandparents came here because they were empty, they were hungry, they were looking for some place they could farm. Some of you came here because of hostilities and war, and this language group and that language group, this tribe or ethnic group and that one not getting along. Some of you can't go home the way you'd like to go home. Um, and some of us miss home. My parents came down yesterday for no reason from Cloquet. They just had their 65th wedding anniversary, my mom's 89th birthday. They just came down to hear me teach um, from Cloquet, you know, and uh, then go back home. It's good to have my father and my mother around, isn't it? Yeah, and it's, some of you don't have your father and mother around. Maybe they've died, maybe they're long, far away, they can't be here. But it's great, and Paul, after reflecting on all this stuff, about how we are no, no longer foreigners and strangers and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people, members built on the same foundation of apostles and prophets, we have the same ancestors, we, he reflects on that. He reflects on his own place in this amazing mystery that God's revealed. And then he says, for this reason. He starts praying, and then he gets interrupted about what God's done. And then he comes back to it, and he says, for this reason, all those reasons, I kneel before the Father. Now, normally Jews stood when they prayed, but he's just so overwhelmed, he's kneeling. And he's saying, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Actually, you know what? I was just a year and a, just a week and a half ago, I was with some Kenyan friends, and there was a big hullabaloo about who got moved out of what position and what office and who had the qualifications. And somebody said, you know, the real truth is your last name matters. In other words, it wasn't about the qualifications. It was about the last name of the person who was in the office and the last name of the person who came into the office, in other words, which tribe they were from. And people were upset because that's upsetting the balance of this tribe versus that tribe in the Kenyan government. Your last name matters in Kenya. Your last name matters here. It's easier to get elected if you're a Johnson or, or maybe a Clinton or a Bush or a Kennedy. Um, your last name matters. But you know what? It says here, before the Father from whom every family in heaven, the angels, the powers, and on earth derives its name. My real name isn't Rasmussen. My real name is Yahweh's son. And so is yours. We have one father. Believe it or not, we have one father. I have, I have a Sierra Leonean friend of mine who always calls me his brother, his twin. He says, yeah, he, you know, uh, we, we, have, we, we joke around. But we are one family. You and I, we're the Yahweh sons. We have one father. And he says, for this reason, I kneel before that father, who we all derive our name from. And I pray that out of his glorious riches. Now, why are there wars? Why is there fighting? Because everybody wants power, right? Everybody wants riches. Right? There's even fights in families. Isaac and Ishmael and 
Jacob and Esau and all of Jacob's sons are always fighting over who gets more of dad's love, right? Who gets more of the inheritance? We're always fighting because the power and the riches and the love are limited. But guess what? We have a father who isn't limited. He has riches that are inexhaustible. He has power that is incredible. The resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Amazing power that cannot be completed. He has love that is incredibly, we're going to see, wide and deep and high and long. Wide enough for every people, every family. Deep enough for the deepest sin. High enough to to get us to heaven and back to a new earth. Long enough to last eternity. A, a, a love that is amazing. Just, I have purposely asked, uh, <clears throat> I'm getting ahead of myself, sorry. We're going to get to rooted, okay? i got to keep, keep reading through it here. Out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. This is Pentecost Sunday. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that word is purposely not stop by, but move in and make a home in your heart. Christ is at home. You are at home because Christ is at home in your heart and in our hearts, in us. And I pray that you being rooted. Okay, so I purposely asked to switch to this bulletin cover because I love it. Rooted. And established in love. What's that stuff there? That's roots. Established. Now, established is actually foundations for a building. You know, you only go as high as you go deep in your foundations. I used to do some construction. You got to dig down, especially in Minnesota. You got to get it below the frost. You got to make it deep if you're going to go anywhere. And a tree only goes as tall as its roots go deep. And our roots are what breaks up. You know, we've got this image of the rose. We prayed about this. The rose breaking through the pavement because it felt like it was a hard place when we were praying that 20 years ago. A hard place, and we were praying for roots that would break up pavement and hard places that it seemed like St. Paul was a hard place. Roots that go down in love. It's that rootedness in love that breaks the hardest hearts and the hardest places and the most difficult hostilities. Paul is praying for out of unlimited riches we would have power and that we would be rooted and established in love and we may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. Forget this spirituality thing, okay? I'm going to have my spirituality and I'm going to go to God somehow myself and have a person. It's a community thing, okay? Sure, have your, have your time with God, but you're part of a people. You don't get to have a little connection with God by yourself, your own way. We are a people. We go together. And you will not know the love of God in your heart unless you know the love of God among us. Loving us. And receiving love from us. Love is something that happens in families. Not just sitting by yourself in your bedroom. 
together with all the Lord's holy people everywhere, around the world, every culture, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. This roots is going down into the earth. How big is the earth? It's pretty big, right? I'm just this tree, but my roots are going down into the earth that's really wide and long and high and deep. And to know this love, to experience this love that surpasses knowing, surpasses knowledge. You know, if we're going to love people, we have to know we're loved. We have to experience God's love. When I, uh, we celebrated, uh, I don't know, a while ago since I asked Jan to engage, get engaged on Memorial Day weekend. And I sang her love a, a song I'd made up about, Jesus loves you, Janice, this I know. And I also need to love you. I don't remember the words, sorry. Um, but basically it was based on Jesus loves me. And we need to know that Jesus loves me. You are loved by the Father completely, lavishly, and because of that, you can flow that love to your wife, to your kids, to the whole family, all the family here, even those who are very different from you and really weird compared to you know, me. I'm normal. Um, we can love people who are different, the whole family, to experience that love, that you may be filled to the full measure of all the fullness of God. You get that? I, we, are going to be filled to the measure of the fullness of God? How do I even burst out of that? But God is filling us, this guy with all his colors, this body of Christ here that's flourishing, is filled with the multicolored wisdom of God. And then he closes. So we get power, we get love that we can experience, we get fullness. And then Paul says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, his power in us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ through all generations forever and ever. Amen. We see these young people lined up here. And we say, for every generation, I see Eric coming up here, every generation, the kids that are back there, that are part of us, every generation, that all people may know. You know, we are part of this, today's Pentecost Sunday. You know what happened at Pentecost? The Holy Spirit came and the church, this family, was born in a new way. The people of God suddenly became not just a Galilee-Judea thing, it became a three-continent thing. Because all these people came, and they were speaking in tongues. Now, sometimes we use the tongues thing as some kind of a barrier. Like, okay, there's the spirit-filled people, and then there's the not-spirit-filled people, and some kind of a dividing line. But it was about every nation can be part of this. And then, just when Peter thought they had it, he goes to Cornelius' place, and this Gentile who hasn't even been circumcised or followed any of the laws that done anything right, he starts speaking in tongues, and it blows Cornelius, it blows Peter's mind. Right? So we are part of a multilingual. It's the Pentecost is the undoing of Babel, where people stopped listening 
and try to make their own name. No, Pentecost is where we become all nations, all... And notice, God didn't put it back to one language. No. He said, I love all those languages. Let's just do them all together instead of building your own name, glorifying God. And you know what? Today we get to be family. You know what family does? We eat together. We gather around this one table, and we say, hey, I'm family with you. Let's, I love the phrase Hannah used earlier, break the bread, the one body, so we can be made whole, personally and together, so that we can grow into maturity, rooted and established in God's amazing love that's impossible to understand, that that could be drawn into us and fill us and create fruit and flow over so we don't have to be grasping and sucking to try to get power and money and love. We can be overflowing with love and with power and with riches. Isn't God amazing? Starts with God in this thing and it ends with God. Let me just read that one last time. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. We ask or imagine some things about a mosaic church, about guests coming, but way more according to his power that is at work within us. To him, to him be glory in this church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Just open your hands if you would. And now I, be, I pray that this very day you would be filled afresh with the immeasurable love of God the Father, the irresistible mercy and grace of Jesus Christ the Son, with the inexhaustible strength, power, comfort, and hope of the Holy Spirit to be with you and yours as you go from this house to yours sent to make disciples of all nations. Go with the banner of his favor over your lives. And until we gather again, either in this house or in our eternal home, I pray that his love and goodness and mercy will chase you down every day for his glory and praise. And all God's people said.